0: Welcome to our class on this. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayakel Moisha and Moshiach Rabbeinu gathered. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos, by Vayakel. That year was the 24th day of the first Adar, which was also the Shabbos that blessed the second Adar in the year Tafshin Mem Aleph, 41 years ago. So again, the Chasidic Discourse is based on the opening verse of this week's Torah portion where it says, Vayakel Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered all the Jewish people and he tells them, these are the words that Hashem told me to tell you and he instructs the Jewish people in reference to the laws of Shabbat that we should work for six days, it's an obligation to work for six days to be productive and the seventh day we should rest and then he goes on to tell them the laws of building the mishkan the walls and the curtains etc and then he goes on to tell them about the vessels in the mishkan in that order shabbat the walls of the mishkan and then the vessels in the mishkan whoever said it's known the questions that the different chabad uh leaders in the past generations um specifically in, in the altar in, in the in the and Torah, uh, and in the other discourses in the year Taf Kuf Samachay, and also in Torah, from the middle of and Torah, from the Tzermach Tzedek. And the questions are asked as follows. How come, when Moshe Rabbeinu instructs the Jewish people, <clears throat> so he tells them, like we learned, first, the laws of Shabbat, then the curtains and the different uh, parts of the actual building the structure of the mishkan and then the actual vessels in the mishkan however when you look when hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu, so first it says about making the vessels in the mishkan then the Riois, the wall the walls of the of the tabernacle, and then the end Shabbat. And over here you see it's just the opposite. Moshe Rabbeinu told him just the opposite in those first Shabbat, then the actual building of the tabernacle, and then the vessels of the tab tabernacle. So that is question number one. Also, they're asked another question. We have to understand. Why does it say by Moshe? That Moshe Rabbeinu gathered the Jewish people. And it was what, why there was, it was, it was Moshavani told us all the mitzvahs, the 613 commandments, 248 positive, 365 negative. So why specifically over here, by this mitzvah, does it a specifically say, by why over here did specifically gather the Jewish people, unlike all the other mitzvahs? So he doesn't gather them, he just tells them the mitzvahs. In other words, there's many, many general mitzvahs. And then there are many mitzvahs in reference to Shabbat and about building the tabernacle and uh, the details of the Mishkan. And there was no gathering. So why over here specifically was there a gathering? So the question again, why did it say Vayakhel? The question about the Vayakhel. That's question number two. Next question is, why did it say Vayakhel Moshe? we're now talking about the pact that it says the moistureban who gathered the Jewish people knows why is it why did, was this gathering done specifically to Mu banu in other words it could have been they could have. know we're, we're not talking about the commanding we're talking about the gathering part by Yakil moisture is the one that called them in hey we're having a meeting why is the moisture the one in charge of calling the meeting there's many ways you can call a meeting they had the trumpets or they would come on their own as 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 it happened many many times in the torah and the prophets so why over here is specifically the gathering through moisture So the first you know the second question was why are they being gathered and the second question why is moisture the one that's in charge of gathering the jewish people over here also why does it say Moshe gathered? It's called Adas B'nai Yisrael. He gathered B'nai Yisrael. Why Adas? The term of Adas. What's what's the... Why specifically using the term of Adas the community of the Jewish people? So Rebbe explains and he says as follows. He gives the outline. And he's going to go in detail. So the outline of the explanation is as follows. So Rebbe says that when Moshe Rabbeinu gave over the words of Hashem to the Jewish people, there's two types of of, of components that took place are two types of ways that Moshe Rabbeinu gave over the words of Hashem to the Jewish people. Step number one is, Moshe Rabbeinu gave over what Hashem told him to tell the Jewish people. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu's job was to shear, to be a conduit, to shear what Hashem was saying. And as the focus is Lamer, he was telling them what Hashem told him, what, what Hashem told him. Moshe Rabbeinu was there just to deliver the message. That's one component. The second component is that Moshe Rabbeinu not only was there to tell them the message, but he was there to make an impact in the Jewish people um, by gathering the Jewish people themselves, meaning to say, is they should gather them; they should be a recipient for the word of Hashem. So, notice like this. Let, let's, let's clarify because this a lot is being built on this. When Moshe Rabbeinu gives the message, so for sure it's Moshe Rabbeinu saying it, and the Jewish people hearing it. That's an either either way. But the question is, what's the main thrust of the conversation? So the first idea is that Moshe, is he's delivering it, for sure the Jewish people accept it. But it's all about Moshe. I'm here to tell you what Hashem, Hashem wants me to tell you. The second idea is. True, he's telling what Hashem wanted to tell him, but the goal was that the Jewish people should receive it, that they should accept it, they should connect to it. Or in different terms in Kabbalah, it's called, there's something which is called, when you draw down, lamata, which means, you know, there's a flow of energy. The most important thing is it's coming. And then there's something which is called, where the, with the, with the person receiving it gets elevated. In other words, you can listen to a speech, and it's an amazing speech, and you say it's amazing, and then after you say, what did it say? I don't know, but was it was interesting. Well, that's called Milamayla Lamata. It was a great revelation, you're inspired, you're motivated, you're moved, but afterwards, you know, it didn't really have, make an impact. But then there's a time you can totally be transformed. Then you say, what What, what transformed? you?" I don't know what transformed, but I'm transformed. What does that mean? It affected you. So the same thing also with Moshe Rabbeinu. On one hand, there's a component where he's sharing, what Hashem has to say, sharing the light and the other hand it's all about being that the receiver should be transformed and moved and motivated by it so that's in general Two different types of, of connect, of relationship, and when Moshe Reynolds gave it over. Again, just to recap in short, there's one is he just delivering the message, and one is he's impacting the receiver, impacting the Jewish people, as we use the terms in Kabbalah, it's drawing down Malmaila Lamata, it's all about the flow from above to below, or Malmaila Lamata, where basically the person got, the, 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 receiver gets affected. So that's in general. But now is gonna explain this in more in a detailed, in a, in a detailed fashion. And he explains like this. Anytime there's a flow of energy from a mashpia to a makabal, that means from the person giving over the, ener- the message to the receiver, so there's a major difference the way the flow of energy is sitting in the person that's delivering the message and the person receiving it. In other words, let's say someone came up with a brilliant idea, fascinating idea. So the person that developed the idea spent hours, days, and months and thought about it. The person has real clarity. Why? Was, they spent days, months, weeks analyzing, thinking, meditating. To them, the, the idea is brilliant. And they see it from a whole different perspective. And they see it in clar- a clear perspective. And it's a true, it's, from a, from a, it's, it's on a true level because they see it, it's clear, it's true to them. Now. What happens when you want to share that to a student or to a recipient? So the person receiving it doesn't have the same clarity. And in order for them to gain the clarity, the person has to meditate on it and be, allow himself to, it to be internalized. And it's a process till it's internalized. So in other words, there's the, the way the mashpia, the way the person giving over the data sees it with clarity and truth. And the way the person receives it, now the person has to process it. In other words, what does that mean? Or er explains like this. Anytime there's a, a flow of energy, a teaching from the mashpiyah, from the teacher to the student, <clears throat> there's three levels, three levels that have to happen for the energy to go from the teacher to the student. And words, like this. Initially, let's say you have a brilliant idea, a brilliant thought. So it's your thought, your idea. What happens if you never share it? No one's going to know it. And there's a lot of ideas that were never shared. But let's say you have an idea and you decide, you know what, I want to share it. So what does that mean? It means I'm I'm making a commitment, I'm making a decision, that this powerful idea, this powerful teaching, I want to share it, to my students, students, to whoever I'm planning on sharing it with. So the first component is that the teacher with the brilliant idea, the mashpia, has to decide it wants to share that powerful information. Because if it doesn't make that decision, how are you going to step two? How are you sharing it? So first you have to make a decision, you want to share what you have. That's step number one. Step number two is... You start sharing it. You give over the general idea. You can't start with the details. You go with the general idea. So in Kabbalah it's called, it's a hamshachah, you're drawing down, but makif, it's the general idea. It's not, you don't have the details yet, you don't have all the, the specifics, Except you have the general idea that the teacher decides to share. And then he shares the general idea. And then you share all the details to the student. So again, we're talking now from the teacher's perspective. From the from the teacher's perspective is, the way it works is, the first is, the person has a tremendous clarity. The first thing they're deciding they want to share, it, point number one. Point number two is, they share the general idea. And point number three, they share the specifics of the details of it. And that's the way the flow of anytime there's a brilliant idea that's shared with a student or a, a child, you have the willingness to share, you share the general idea, and then you share, share the details. Now, that's all coming from the teacher, from the teacher, from the parent, to the student, and the child. But let's look now from the student's perspective. From the student's perspective, that's going to receive a teaching or an idea... Or a child it's just the opposite in other words what was the first step of the teacher he's deciding he's sharing, and he has what to share the student when it's when it wants to receive something it's just the opposite what has to happen is the student has to create an empty space and the student has to that has to get rid of any arrogance or thinking they know it because they know it what are they receiving so the student to be a recipient, or a child to be a recipient, the first level of receiving is, I know nothing. I am a vessel, I'm ready to hear. Because if I know, how am I going to listen? So the first level from the student perspective is, he Hineni, I'm ready to hear. I'm an empty vessel, share with me. Afterwards, after they become an empty vessel, now they receive the general idea, the makif. And after they receive the general idea, then they get to the, wow, they get to the, that's what you're thinking, that's your idea, that's your message. So it's literally just the opposite. By the teacher, he's ready to share. It means there's something there. He shares makif. And then he shares the details. The student's the opposite. In the beginning, he knows nothing. He gets the makif, they're both equal in the middle one. And then he gets to the essence of the original thought. So that is the way the flow of energy goes um, in detail where it goes down from the teacher to the student. It means the teacher's process is, it goes from the brilliant idea, willingness to share, makif, general idea and the details. The student is the opposite where it knows nothing. It gets the general idea and then it connects to the essence of the idea. Now, so two different realities. From the teacher's perspective when it teaches and the student when it's receiving. So based on this, Rabbi explains beautifully uh, why Moshe Rabbeinu, when he, to- when he told, when Hashem told him first about the, 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 um, the, uh, the vessels of the Mishkan, the Mishkan, and then Shabbat, on the other hand, when it came to Moshe Rabbeinu, what did he start with? He started with Shabbat. And then he started with the, 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 the uh, the, um, uh, the, um, walls of the Mishkan the et etc and then he went to the vessels why because what's this Torah portion talking about is it talking about Moshe Rabbeinu like we spoke before where his Moshe Rabbeinu is all about delivering the message or is this about Moshe Rabbeinu inspiring the Jewish people to be a receiver of Hashem's message so since this is Vayakel what does Vayakel mean he's gathering the people he's inspiring them to be a recipient this is all about the Jewish people as a recipient or in kabbalistic terms it's called milmata the student has to get it vayakel much remaining is gathering the people that we should be students to receive it now since we're dealing with the student receiving it it's not measuring just giving over a message he's giving over the message that we should get it the student has to get it so since it's all about the student getting the message milmata what comes first from the student the student has to be an empty vessel that was the first thing we learned. A student, if you want to be a student, you have to be an empty vessel. So therefore, in order to create the environment that we should be able to ultimately get the ultimate message, we have to go to step one. What's step one? To be a student, to be a recipient, you have to be an empty vessel. So therefore, he starts off with the first thing. What's the first thing? Shabbat. Why Shabbat? Because what's Shabbat? Shabbat, what does Shabbat mean? us to rest. Like the idea of betel. What's Bital? Nothing. On Shabbos, we do nothing. We're supposed to do nothing. Which represents the idea of acceptance. And that's what we know on a simple level. What's Shabbos? Shabbos is all about a person is shavas. You rest. You literally rest. You rest from all things that you're busy with during the week. You're doing this, you're doing that, and you're running, and you have a deadline to meet. This, etc. Shabbos is no, there's no clock. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's nothing. Shabbos, we do nothing. And that's why in Shabbat we're actually a, ready to receive the greatest gifts from Hashem. So the first thing Moshe Rabbeinu taught the man was Shabbos. That means you want to be a recipient of the powerful wisdom of Hashem. Shabbos. You have to be willing to relax and accept, just like I do on Shabbat. What does that mean practically? Practically, we know, because everything has to be practical. What does it mean practically? On a spiritual level, what is that called? That's the idea of prayer. Because what's prayer? Prayer is also vital If you want to be able to have a meaningful, prayerful experience, and you walk in, you know everything, you're not going to walk away with anything out of the prayer service. When a person is uh, uh, ready to accept to be in the level of bittal that's prayer so shabbos is acceptance and practically every single day when we pray that's also the, the avoid av- 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 of and so since shabbos is all about acceptance and prayer is all about acceptance that's why what do we do on shabbat shabbat is a day of prayer we pray extra on Shabbos. We pray longer on Shabbos quantitatively. We pray more with more meditation on Shabbat. Why? Because Shabbos and prayer go together. Shabbos is resting and prayer is resting. Resting in terms of Bittles less of self. Shabbos is less of ego. I'm, I'm not doing anything on Shabbos. I do nothing. I'm resting. And prayer is also resting. And that's why we all know what does it say in the Talmud. Shabbos is supposed to do nothing. Matter of fact, you even not allowed to learn Torah. They found prayer. As the expression is but With tremendous difficulty, they allow to learn Torah on Shabbos. Why? Because Shabbos is supposed to do nothing. So they found they found the loophole that are able to learn Torah on Shabbos because Shabbos because Torah is also will allow you to rest and connect to Hashem, etc. So that's what happens on Shabbat. Even during the week, it's known from on a kabbalistic level that. When someone prays during the week, whether it's Shacharas, Mincha, Mayra, any prayer that you pray, and you're really focused, and you're really on the level of bittul, that is like experiencing Shabbos during the week. So if you ever want to experience Shabbos during the week, shut your phone off, no distractions, sit down and meditate meditative prayer, you'll experience Shabbos during the week. And that's why, what do we do every single day when we get up the first thing, before we start our day? The first thing we do is we pray. Because we want to experience that level of bittl, that level of acceptance, so we can be a vessel for all the great things throughout the day. After we pray, that means we're ready to accept. Then what happens is, where do you go for after you pray? Then you go sit down and learn a little of Torah. What does Torah accomplish? That You draw in the makh of energy, which is the second level. After the acceptance, to be a good student, so first you accept, which is prayer, which is Shabbat. Then you're drawing the maketh through learning Torah. And then what do you do after you learn Torah? Now you have to go to work. Now you got to deal with the world. And as you go, deal with the materialistic world. Literally the physical world, why? Because now you're ready to make a dirbetach toinim. You're ready to make a, a, a dwelling place for Hashem in this world. So the process is, A, Shabbas which means acceptance, which is basically prayer that we do every day. Then we learn Torah, which is basically makif, drawing in the Hashem's light into the world in a makif way. And then how do we bring Hashem's light in an, in an internalized way? That is by going to work and living a normal life, but obviously coming with the energy and in the introduction of the prayer, which is acceptance, Torah, which is makif. And then when you go to work, it's a whole different work. It's a godly work. Because you're going to elevate the world. You're going to bring bring God and make God and godliness a reality in the physical world. Now, this powerful idea that we need to prepare ourselves, and how do we prepare ourselves? Again, through prayer, through the experience of Shabbos, which is Bittal, and then through learning Torah, and then through uh, bringing God and godliness into the world, which is the three levels of self-transformation. So where do we get the power to do so? So the answer is, we get it through Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why by Yakel, who's the one that helps us become a real student on all three levels, that happens through Moshe Rabbeinu. So you're going to say, one second. Moshe Rabbeinu, yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that went up to God. He's a powerful uh, person. But what does it have to do with us? Can we be a Moshe Rabbeinu? I mean, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu can can gather and he can practice acceptance and he can learn Torah and bring down the godly night in Makif and then he can transfer all the world. But the fact is, the Rebbe says, we all know what it says in Tanya, that Moshe Rabbeinu is called, what's Moshe Rabbeinu's title? He's called a Raya Mehemna. What does the Raya Mehemna mean? He feeds faith into every one of us. And that's why every single Jew, every single person, has a component of Moshe Rabbeinu within us deep within us we all are imbued with Moshe Rabbeinu so Vayakhel Moshe Moshe is the one that has the power to gather. but guess what we all have a part of Moshe Rabbeinu within us so we can all do the Vayakhel we can all meditate we can all be create the level of acceptance and learn Torah and then bring God into the world and as we know the author writes in Italian he explains what does the Reimahemda mean he feeds faith in other words we need moisture Rabbeinu to feed faith. We, we, the fact is, we all believe in God. We believe in God. Our ancestors believe in God, so we're called Maimin, and we believe in God, and we're children of, of people that believe in God. But the fact is, what Moshe Rabbeinu does is, Moshe Rabbeinu accomplishes that the faith that we have—you know—we we have believe in God, and our ancestors believe in God. What, which means, he he feeds the faith that it shouldn't just be external, we believe in God, and therefore we behave differently. No, he brings the amuna, the faith that we have, it comes into literally every one of our 248 limbs, and the 360 veins, it comes into every single part of our physical being, literally in our chalavavcha. In our heart, which means, and we know it's plural, the Eitz Tov and the Eitz Haro, bechol nafshecha and all our koichas and nefesh and our intellect and our emotions, abechol ma'otcha up until a point we're ready to go serious nefesh based on the amuna. So Moish Rabbeinu brings the amuna to be real, should be tangible, should be practical, and by awakening the faith that we have, which Moish Rabbeinu inspires us to make it practical. That affects within us that we can do the gathering, we can transform ourselves, and we should experience real Bital and real Shfisa, real acceptance and real relaxation so we can be start the process of being a real recipient. Again, because the key thing is the first the first the first way to enter to become a real really connected Hashem is through Bital, through Shabbos, through Bital. And that happens again through prayer, and that happens through moisture rain but again, not rain outside with of us. There's a moisture rain within us. That inspires us to have real faith in Hashem, and like the Rebbe brings from the from the from the famous teaching in the Talmud, it says that in reference to the idea of Yurus Hashem, we should be in awe of Hashem. So the question is, wow, your awe of Hashem is a, is a, is, a, is a difficult thing, and the answer is no. For Moshe Rabbeinu it says it's a simple thing to have Yurus Hashem, but the but the question is. <clears throat> Moishra Rabbeinu, it's very easy to be an Orv Hashem. A Rabbeinu is a holy person. But the answer is that since to Moishra Rabbeinu was simple to, to have, to have Orv Hashem, therefore it's impossible every one of us to have the same Orv Hashem like Moishra Why? Because Moishra Rabbeinu feeds us and inspires us to have Orv Hashem and to be Bittel, have the real acceptance for Hashem. And when a person practices Bittel, which means we, 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 um, relax from any part of our ego, anything that we want. How do we do that? And the Rebbe says a very, very simple, simple tip based on what it says in the Talmud, that we have to meditate for a second and what it says, The only reason why we were born was to serve Hashem. So since the only reason we were born is to serve Hashem, so guess what? Whatever we need to do, we'll do. We're here to serve Hashem. So whatever Hashem asks us, we're ready to do. So therefore, since we 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 think about the idea of I need the race of the Shamash so there's no ego, it's not about it's not about I have an agenda. My agenda is I'm here to serve Hashem. So there's no no personal agenda. So once a person internalizes that idea, so that's what allows him to gather himself and elevate himself. And as and not only elevate himself, but elevate all the Jewish people, as the Torah says clearly, that if we're going to be spread out all over the world, we're gonna be all over the place. Hashem is going to bring us in, gather us in together. And the same thing on a practical level is, what does that mean? That we're going to gather all the different koichas of our soul, our intellect and our emotions that are all over the place that are scattered. And all our thoughts and all our different speeches and all our actions. That we're all going to be a vessel to receive the powerful energy and high. So in other words, to see clearly what's Moshe Rabbeinu's first mission by Yakel is to inspire us that we should gather ourselves together. And we can gather ourselves, because we all have a part of Moshe Benu in it within us. And the first part of gathering ourselves together is taking all our thoughts, speech, action, intellect, all, and all what? Acceptance. Just like the idea of Shabbos, and just like the idea of prayer. Once we are accepting, now we can learn Torah, and bring in the makif, and go ahead and transform the world. And uh, the Rebbe says that when we do our spiritual work of becoming really a Kalia vessel, now we cause more energy to come down to us. In beginning, it comes down into the of Mishkan, into the walls of the, Mish- of, of the Mishkan, which is called Migdash, where God dwells, which is the idea of makif, makif energy, powerful energy comes down to us. And afterwards, it comes down to the vessels of the Mishkan, which practically means it gets internalized, and we have an essential connection with Hashem, and it comes down into the 13 or the 15 items of, of the Mishkan, um, like the, the Rebbe says it's explained in many many Hasidic discourses the way it comes down into every one of the components of the Mishkan and we do our and then when we we accomplish that what does that mean practically we make this world for a dear B'tachtoni. we make this world a physical world which is physical we make it a dwelling place for Hashem and like for example the Rebbe gives a, 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 a mashal. what does that mean you making a dwelling place for Hashem because think about think about it think about a, a home or a house so what is it, what is a dwelling place is if you have a house you live there You don't just live there like a guest, you totally live there. You you say what you want, you behave the way you want, you think the way you want obviously all morally and ethical, but you feel comfortable to be yourself. In other words, the S the who whoever the person is feels comfortably to express themselves in your house. That's in a physical house. That's the mushal. What does that mean practically in the Nimshal? That literally we make a dwelling place for Hashem, that Hashem, the essence of Hashem, is comfortable in this world. It's a world that respects God and godliness and Torah and mitzvahs in the will of Hashem. And that's why Derba says, that's why we, we, it says in the in the verse, Faya gathered as das So we ask, why does he use the term Adas? What's the point of Adas? And it's brought down in many Kiddic discourses as follows. Because what does Adas mean? Adas is from the same word as edus, testimony, witness. And it's like the, the 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 verse says, Atem eidainum Hashem. Hashem says, your witnesses, Hashem says. What does that mean? What does it mean we're witnesses? We're witnesses that a God runs the world. So Adas represents the idea of witnesses that we become witnesses. No, don't it's not the physical world. It's Hashem that runs the world, and we get to see Hashem in everything. And when we and, and it's it known when we're saying witness, that you're, that, that Hashem runs the world. We're not talking about to an external part of Hashem. We're talking the essence of Hashem. That the essence of Hashem is in this world. That we Jewish people are witnesses on the essence of Hashem. That the essence of Hashem is in every part of this world. And that's why it says the idea of a We have to be witnesses that what? Who runs the world? Who creates the world? Who maintains the world? It's Hashem that runs, that can create, maintain it, and so maintains it. And now there it brings a powerful teaching from the, uh, Rizal. It says as follows. It says in the verse, but Moishu gathered. So the result says, what does it mean? Moshe gathered? That Moshe benu was supposed to gather all the people of his generation. Moshe benu's generation is known as the Dura the generation of knowledge. And what he had to gather them, he had to gather them. Knowledge, chachma bin Das, Das is already Amida. It's one of the attributes. It's not, it's knowledge. But he had to gather them back to its source. Because in knowledge, it's all about me. I think, you think, etc. So Myshramana's job was to gather them back to the source. And that's why it says it's kala Das. He had to gather kal, all the Adas, which means everyone that was in the level of Das of knowledge, and even Moishrabeda was from Das. So he had to gather all the thoughts back to the source. And then he says something even that reads something even deeper, even more powerful. So, Moshe Rabbeinu's job was to gather the Das back to its source. And then he says, like this, that we know that the Jewish people, when they left Egypt, so there was Erev Rav, the people that were the troublemakers. So, Moshe Rabbeinu had to gather them also. What does that mean? So he says something like this: um, Erev Rav numerically, so Erev Ayin is seventy, raises two hundred, Vay two raises another 200 and vases is two which is a total of 474 a revrav is 474 take the word das das dollar is four i is 70 and stuff is 400. so it's 474. so das is the same numerical value as a revrav so moisture being had to gather das as called das is was referring to the Jewish people's Das, but also the of Rav, which is Das. And Moshe Rabbeinu had to bring them back to the source. Moshe Rabbeinu's job was to fix and transform the of Rav. Because of Rav is Kala Das, who is he obligated to gather? He's obligated to gather the Das, referring to all the Jewish people and himself. But also, more importantly, we themselves, even the Erev Rav. That the miracle is the same, val- the same value as Das. And the Rebbe says, it, 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 that's why they're called Amcha, the, we're called the the, 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 the nation. What it means, Amcha, the nation of Moshe Rabbeinu. As the, the verse says clearly, the nation that you took out of the land of Egypt. And what is Rashi saying? It's referring to the Erev Rav. That you you accept them, you basically took them upon yourself to take them out of Egypt. Therefore, you're going to have to fix them. So Moshe Rabbeinu's job is acquainted at Rizal's to to gather everyone's das, everyone's different ideas, bring it to the source, bring back the eruv to the source. And so from here you see that Moshe Rabbeinu not only was there to elevate the generate his generation the Durdea, but even the of rav, as we said, is the same numerical value as a das. And he, and he, and he was able to impact on his whole generation and including the era of Rav, that we should be Adas B'nai Yisrael. We should be the community of the Jewish people up until the highest level. We elevate Hivates us to the highest level by Yaakel Moshe. Moshe gathers everyone together and brings everyone back to the source, to Hashem. And what happens once he affects in everybody and including the air it it means we're all ready to be received the first level is receiving to have the bitl have kabbalah soil so through that he's able to draw down the uriah samishkan and the and the vessel of the mishkan which is the makif and then the primi and, th- and that's in this week's Torah portion Parashat but after this week's Torah portion Vayakil, we learned in Parashat we could the next week's Torah portion the counting of the Mishkan and over there it speaks about not only what we're supposed to do but we actually did it that literally we're able to establish the Mishkan we're able to make the Kalim that means we're able to accomplish what we were supposed to com- accomplish in bringing down God and godliness into this world and Rebbe says by learning about these ideas, which means gathering everyone together, creating the Bittol, drawing in the Makif light, and drawing in the previous light, will come to the to, to, to um to, to, to the fulfillment of the promise that Hashem promised us in the prophets, the Atem Talukdu, Li Echad, Echad, by learning about the fact that Mashwara is gathering everybody, will come to what it says in the prophets that we're all gonna be gathered, every single one of us, that not one spark, holy spark is going to remain in Gullus. How's that gonna happen? Vayaka Moshe, Moshe is gonna gather every single spark and take us out of Golos. And as the verse says, Moshe the Ari in Moshe and Aaron together are gonna to take us all out of Golos. And the Kahal, Gadol yeshuva Haina, we're gonna come back as one community. We're gonna come back to Hashem. Where are we gonna come back to? To Eretz HaKoides, to land of Israel, to Jerusalem, the holy city, and to the base of Migdash, the third base of Migdash, which is also called Mishkan, Hashem dwells there, and it's gonna happen, the very, very quickly, Be Amenu, Mamash, in our days, the Gula, Hamitis, Vashlema, Mamash, literally, with the redemption, the true, and complete redemption. So obviously this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse, and there's obviously many, many messages, but I think one of the most powerful messages is that if we want to be able to receive the greatest blessings from Hashem, and we want to grow in life, the first step is humility. When we practice humility, Practice Bittle. We do it through prayer and Shabbat and we do it through prayer during the week. We'll be married to have the greatest blessings as ultimately we will all be gathered um through Moshrabainum, we'll all be will all our thoughts will be gathered, our feelings will be gathered, and all the people will be gathered, and we'll all be connected back once again in your Erakoidish and God willing our next class will be in Yoshlaim Iraqhoidish. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.